Hello and welcome to episode 123 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode with Steph and Jesse of The Lopez. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Today on this show, we got my friend Rachel Lynn. And for those of you who don't know Rachel or what she's all about, she is a singer-songwriter currently living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that makes some really powerful, good music. She has just recently acquired a backing band, and uh, you might be familiar with some of the people in this band if you've ever come out to see the new violence. I won't spoil anything, you know, exciting details to come in the conversation, I guess. I don't know, but Rachel's really cool. We have a lot in common. We had a good talk just about the creative process and growing up, getting into music, things we're into outside of music, horror movies, etc. It's a good talk, and I think you're going to like it. So we're going to get into all that in just a moment, but I got a couple things I need to promote. If you are new to me or new to the show in general, you could find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the real Sykes. That's Sykes with an I, not a Y. And also, the podcast does have a Facebook fan page. If you're into liking things like that, which you could find, just go to your little Facebook search bar, type in Start the Beat with Sykes. I'll come up. And last but certainly not least, Start the Beat is part of the Epicast family, which you can learn all about at epicastnetwork.com. That's E-P-I-C-A-S-T, Epicast. And speaking of Epicast, I'm actually going to be doing a podcast mashup with my fellow Epicast family, the grown-up human comic people. We're going to be doing this on March 25th. We're going to be recording it live at the Pittsburgh Retro Gaming Convention. That's going to be at the Ace Hotel over in East Liberty. Some people might try to tell you that the Ace Hotel is in Shadyside, and those people are out of their damn mind because that is East Liberty, and I will not let Shadyside motherfuckers devour any more of East Liberty with my speech. I'm going to keep it real. That's fucking East Liberty. But yeah, that was a sidetrack. Anyways, I'm going to be doing a cross-cast with the grown-up Hemogomic people at the Pittsburgh Retro Gaming Convention, so if you're someone who's into old video games and likes to collect them and play them and tournaments and things like that, you should be going to this convention, and if you're there, be sure to stop by when we're recording our talk. You know, we'll be talking a lot about how music and comic books have 
affected and influenced video games throughout the years. Maybe have some talks about some of our favorite video game soundtracks. Some talks about, you know, our favorite comic books that were made from video games, etc. I don't know. Realistically, we're probably all just going to get really, really drunk and go off on a tangent about some shit that's not related to anything. But it's going to be cool. So I hope to see some of you there. Again, that's March 25th at the Ace Hotel in East Liberty. East Liberty. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, you can find more info. <laughs> Fuck. You can find more info on the Pittsburgh Retro Gaming Convention if you just go to pittsburghretrogaming.com. All the info about tickets and registration and stuff's there. So, yeah. Wow, that was a lot of promo today. But I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm not even getting into other shit that I'm doing with Sykes or Greywalker. It's a lot. It's going to be a busy year. I'm really looking forward to it. But that's not why you're here. You're here for my conversation with the awesome and wonderful Rachel Lynn. So, yeah, let's get on with it. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Yeah, there was like a whole series um, of those. Pick up the microphone. I think that we're we're getting into it a little bit. Are we starting? Uh, uh, kind of. There is a uh, a whole series of like whatever company put out that movie put out a whole line of those at the same time. But that's the only one that I remember. Was Vampires? The um. So like. Elvira and vampires and renting movies and stuff. You talked about watching Elvira when you were like super, super young. Yeah. So you were like into like movies, maybe like horror in general or just movies like all over the board? All over the board, but I think that horror movies definitely. Do you remember out. like the first <laughs> horror movie that you were like, that you were like really, really attracted to? Child's Play. There was a video rental store by my grandmother's house. And they had a Chucky cardboard cutout. And when I was a kid, I was so afraid of it that if we had to walk past that store, I would make her cross the street with me. So I didn't have to walk by the cardboard display of Chucky. And that's the only thing in my memory that I can ever remember being afraid of was that Chucky cardboard cutout. Yeah, it's weird. That <laughs> I was it's just interesting. That equally that's like... terrified of dolls as I did enjoy like weird doll movies. Uh-huh. My favorite, I think the first horror movie that I really, really, really liked was actually, we were talking about before we started recording, but it was Creepshow. And I think it was just because there was the, the, the little cartoon elements, it convinced me to like it because I really, really liked the cartoons when I was a kid. My uncle was a big movie collector. I remember watching The Exorcist on Thanksgiving Day when I was probably like eight or nine years old. <laughs> And my and like my uncle was laughing through the whole thing. I think he was just laughing at the fact that he was showing it to me and getting away with it because nobody else was around. But uh yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw The Exorcist? No. 
Have you seen The Exorcist? I've seen The Exorcist. <laughs> but you don't remember times. the first time? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so Probably because I was too young to watch it and too young to remember. Now, you that's the second time you said that. You're too young to watch stuff. Well, Were you just like hiding in a corner somewhere watching movies alone? No, like... With no supervision? <laughs> no, like, for instance, my mom, she's, like, really into horror movies. And when someone would come over, like, other adults, they would be like, why is she watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Okay. And my mom would be like, look how happy she looks. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> yeah, my my parents were both 17 when they had me. So, like... Growing up, there was always, like, a lot of music and pop culture and just, like, 80s, 90s stuff, like, around me constantly. Like, I remember shuffling through my dad's cassette tapes and found, like, a Cannibal Corpse tape. And it was, like, the most vile thing I'd ever seen in my life at that time. And I was just, like, really afraid of it. But, like, intrigued, too. And then I tried to listen to it, and it scared me. So, music. What was, like, some of the first music you were into? Dating back. Yeah, like just rem- I remember the first song I was really obsessed with was MC Hammer. Can't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> I Did just, you have like, the pants? I, I was. I made this shirt at school with like my handprint on it, and I wrote, "You can't touch this." It was like a paint handprint. Do you still and have that shirt? Like, no. Oh, damn. <laughs> but like I wore it everywhere. Apparently, <laughs> I was like, "Why do they make this?" I remember I was really into Iron Maiden. It was like my first favorite band. And then I was super into like all kinds of metal until like Green Day happened. I think it was like really impossible to be like nine, ten years old and not like Green Day. Well, you know, I mean, did you have like a punk rock young, phase? I just would listen to like whatever music was around like that family listened to. What and were they into? Getting into my own like, I mean, cheesy stuff like the Spice Girls. and Yeah. Okay. So not like. Not many boy bands, but definitely the Spice Girls. And then it kind of evolved into like Cranberries and Nirvana and Leonard Skinner because I'm from Georgia. Oh, you're from Georgia. Yeah. Didn't know that. That's true. That's a fact. I did not know. So when did you come here? Like six years ago. Okay, cool. So growing up in Georgia, there's probably, it's a lot different than Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's warmer. Yeah. It's funny walking into the house today. You know, you're, like, getting covered in snow as you're walking in the door. Yeah. What was, like, getting used to snow like? Because uh, <laughs> our winters are kind of shit. Yeah. It was definitely, like, I have to buy thicker socks, buy better jackets. <laughs> it was, like, huge, like, a wardrobe thing. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it didn't really bother me, I guess. Now it bothers me because it's, like... Reliving it every year, all the snow. When did you first start getting to uh, actually like playing music? When I was really little, not really little, I was probably like 11. Uh, I was given a broken guitar. It was like barely playable. It was like, here, you can have this. So Who was, gave it to you? Um, Like this guy my mom was dating. Okay. At the time. All right. <laughs> That sounds sad, but no, yeah. I, I, I I fell in love with it. I mean, I didn't even know that I liked playing guitar back then, or that I would have been interested at the time. I played the violin, I think, in like orchestra in middle school. Um, but I fell in love with it, even though it was broken and probably sounded like crap. And eventually, my mother took me to the store and bought me 
my own guitar, like an actual one that works. Whenever you started playing, were you like trying to write songs off the bat or were you trying to like just like learn songs you knew or were you just like doing whatever? I would just kind of play by ear and just hum along to it. Like hum along to songs that you knew? Just like you were like trying to. Oh, so you were just like making up stuff. I was never really interested in covering other songs or singing other songs. It was always just an outlet. And okay. just, I liked to see what pretty sounds I could make on them. I don't know. Totally. That's definitely a unique approach, though. I think that it's probably more common for people that pick up a guitar to try to learn, like, a Nirvana song. Yeah. Or a Leonard Skinner song, you know? No, I just liked the way it sounded, and I liked singing along to it. I don't know. It was a very slow process, figuring out that I loved playing the guitar. So, like, over time, though, you did eventually... Were you like, are you still to this date completely self-taught? Did you ever get into doing lessons or anything? No. Or you just want, you're self-taught? Yeah. I wouldn't even say I'm taught. taught. <laughs> 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 I just mess around on it and stuff comes out. Yeah, so I'd how- I'd like to take the time to like get into music theory and things like that and kind of understand more exactly what I'm doing because it's easier to communicate with a band. Yeah. When you actually, like, know what you're doing, you can discuss uh-huh. it. Um, but but at the same time, I kind of like that I don't know what I'm doing because it's, like, working out. You know, the funny thing. Right now. I will eventually evolve. <laughs> no. But- actually, the funny thing about that is that, like, I, I'm exactly the same way. Um, the, the different thing is, though, like, I got into making music through making beats. Mm-hmm. So, like, covering a songs wasn't even an, really an option. You don't, like, cover electronic music. You don't cover beats, you know? And I wasn't self-taught in any type of music. I don't know music theory and things like that. I've learned a bit over the years. and But still, like, even with psych stuff, when I'm trying to communicate the things to people, they're like, you know, like, oh, like, what key is this song in? Sometimes I'm like, I really don't. I don't know. You know, I just put this together and it sounds cool. Yeah. You're the smart pure, you're the smart <laughs> one. Figure it out, please. This is like it's really cool like having people around me that are able to un- make some sense of what I'm doing and turn it into like something even bigger, which I feel like maybe you can relate with now since you're yeah. kind of in this new transition working with like a full band. Of people. Yeah. I'm actually at a weird place because I love so many different kinds of music. Yeah. And I enjoy making so many different kinds of music. Sometimes I feel like I have to just like stick to one thing and focus on that in order to really progress in an area when I really kind of just want to try to do it all right now. Yeah. That's, I think that's kind of where a lot of us are, is, yeah. you know, like, me and Buddy, who's sitting in the room, we both play in multiple projects. And I think that's all a result of us wanting to do different kinds of music. We all like so many different things, but it's you can't put it all into one, unfortunately. I went through a phase with my music where I was trying to put everything into one pot, and it was just a mess. You know, what is this? <laughs> you, you can't like you can't make a cohesive body of work. It's hard because in your head. It makes sense mm-hmm. because you know where everything's coming from. But to the outsider 
who's like listening to who you're trying to show the work to, it's maybe like you're a little bit of a mess. Yeah. But I mean, are you making the music for yourself or are you making it for people or a little bit of both? Uh, It's kind of like a general question. But those are things you have to think about. Yeah. It's complicated, you know. So what are you going to do? What do you think? Like you said, you're in this complicated place and I feel like I kind of cut you off. So no, no. (laughs) Um, Well, obviously I'm going to go the band route and like see what happens. Get some of the singer songwriter stuff out there. Yeah. People seem to be responding well to it, relating to it. So like, but like what else would you want to do outside of that? Okay. Like a happier vibe. You could do that, but you just got to... fun music. Yeah. Like you not could, like, oh, I'm so sad. There's no reason that you couldn't do that. But oh, I know. Yeah. I think that, you know, you're, you're, you always have the potential to, like, be an artist that separates things into different projects, but you have to... I mean, it's, it just takes time. Like, yeah. the first thing that I thought of was um, the girl from Dum Dum Girls who just put out that Kristen Control album. Did you ever listen to Dum Dum Girls? I actually haven't heard Dum Dum Girls mentioned in forever, but yeah. <laughs> um, so the girl who, oh, man, I can't remember her name right now, and that's really killing me. But she just recently released a solo album under the name Kristen Control, and it's all oh. like electro pop, okay. like super synth, like happy stuff. And it's just like, there's no reason you can't do two different things and yeah. be the same person. But like, I feel like right now, like whenever you're just like getting one thing off the ground, you do need to focus. Yeah. It's best to focus on that one thing and then The more once... energy you put into it, the more it can flourish. Oh, totally. So. There's a, there's one thing that I, I end up saying this pretty much on any episode I ever fucking record, but it's like a life motto that I have. Or it's not really a motto, but a thing I try to pay attention to is that, you know, you only have 100% of yourself as a person. And uh, in order for anything to really work, you got to put as much of that 100% as possible into it. That seems simple. But the more things you try to do, that 100% automatically gets divided. So it's like, you know, okay, so me as Brian, I work full-time at a record label. I have Sykes. I have Greywalker. I have Start the Beat, which is the podcast we're on. That's four things. So automatically, my 100% is getting divided by four. So I do, do I give each thing 25% or do I like – give Sykes 30% and the podcast 20%. Like how do I split that up to make my time work? And that might sound like a little psychotic and maybe too over analytical, but it's like real life shit. And then that's not even, even factoring in like outside of those four things. It's like, you know, I have a relationship. I have friends. I have just the need to like do other things that I like outside. So it's like time super, super important. And then, uh, what I'm basically getting to is like, I think it's best to just focus on the least amount as possible, leave those ideas on the back burner. And then whenever the time comes that you can like, you know, set one thing aside, you can plop in something else. They're able to give it more. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So now with your project that you are doing now, Mm-hmm. I know it's my understanding that, you know, some of these songs are, you know, they're songs that you've had for a while that are now getting transitioned into a live band yeah. format. Mm-hmm. So when did you start working on like this 
material that you're doing now? Is this something that you've been doing for, I guess the question, like, like, I guess that's kind of a, diff- a complicated question because I know, I don't want to say like, back. when did you start working on like this project? But it's like, I'm at, it's like the project well, is you. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird question. This project is like, uh, it dates back to when I was 22. Like that's better without you. I wrote when I was 22. Um, and just gotten out of like the the worst relationship ever. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and that came out, and uh, and then I wrote, and I just kind of went to open mics and played that one song and like met people, and then I had another song that I will never play for anyone. <laughs> Why not? Is it like a? Um, it's just like, it's I don't know. It's it... just not anywhere where I am. Sure. Anymore, it's just like kind of. No. Uh, really very young very young and like I, almost with a pop punk or something vibe oh cool just like not singer songwriter i can uh there's again i think that we both probably come from this background of like i've been writing you know music for a while as sykes as like myself yeah and i have like a, a ton of stuff that's like super embarrassing when i look back on it or it's just like not it's not that it's it's embarrassing. It's, 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 it's just like it has no place yeah yeah it's not Me like sing it like i would say like, do you want this song you can have it like if someone else wanted to sing sure it, sure sure it was younger do you feel like a lot of the songs that you write end up being like reflections of where you are in that time period that you write it like like super personal songs um they're definitely inspired yeah, yeah, yeah. By, like, real feelings, but there's a lot of, I don't know. It's almost like each song is closure. Uh-huh. It's, like, my way of saying goodbye to, like, something. I just write about it, get it out. Totally. And then sometimes... And then once the song is finished, it's, like, it's, like, it's over. I don't know. It's weird. It's, uh... I don't want to use the word like empowering, but it's nice yeah. to like pull something positive out of like the bullshit that you go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually hard to answer like the question of when, where were you when you wrote the songs? Because I did write them so long ago and I wrote a few here in Pittsburgh. So to combine like a feeling I had eight years ago with stuff that I'm writing now kind of strange mm-hmm. just to put it all together and play it with a band when it was something that's so personal and you played it by yourself for so long sure bringing it back and changing it a little bit is it's weird i think that you know that's something that is going to be in your head and you're it's going to take a while to escape that but as an outsider who had never heard any of your songs before you know it all it all gels together. It seems like it's coming from the same place, but well, yeah, my heart, the, man. Uh, totally, totally. <laughs> and also, there's actually like a pretty interesting variety, like mm-hmm. of sound, even in what you're doing, just as a singer songwriter. Yeah. So I could totally see where you're coming from with wanting to do things outside of just. Quote singer songwriter stuff. I'm inspired by so many like events and so much music and so many other people that I do want to do it all. And it's my way of like compromising. Like it kind of comes together okay. 
Yeah, you Even can. Though you can tell that the songs are very kind of different vibe wise. Well, I think that it's okay. Things should be different vibe wise. Yeah, if and I'm, I, I agree. Like, yeah, like I, I think that it's you're totally on the right track. Just stick with it. Yeah, I don't want to be an album that someone puts in and is like, I'm feeling sad, so I'm going to play this album. I'd rather than go, <laughs> I'm feeling sad, so I'm going to play track one. Okay, I'm feeling happy, so I'm going to go to track three. Yeah. Or like, I want to feel sad, so I'm going to go back to track one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now all of the material that you are doing with the full band is stuff that was written pre-band at this point? Or have yeah. you written stuff together? Everything we play together right now is stuff that I wrote and they listen to and they're bringing mm -hmm. stuff to the table. Yeah. It's going to be probably super interesting for you if this is the plan to like move forward with like writing stuff as a unit. Oh, it's going to be super awesome. I can't wait to like could to put myself in that mindset. I can already tell it's going to be way more fun because I can think of guitar parts or like things on bass or whatever that I can't personally play, but I can communicate it to them and be like, this is kind of what I feel for this song. And they'll, yeah, it'll they'll bring it. It'll totally change your songwriting process 100%, which is yeah. fun. And it's cool that you seem to be like really open to the idea of having other people collaborate with you on this thing that is technically your thing. Yeah. Um, I feel well, I that, want everyone involved to like be happy. Not yeah. feel like I'm telling them what to do. I want uh -huh. them to get something out of it yeah. creatively too. Totally. So whenever you have written songs in the past, is there any sort of specific format that you stick to? Or is it just like a whatever feels right, I'm gonna go with it? Like you might be humming a melody in your head at work and then like I gotta remember that. Actually, every song I've ever written was written in about fifteen minutes. Okay. Um, because I can't start writing a song and go back to it and finish it. Like I ha it's a feeling that I have and I have to get it out. Oh, that's in super that interesting. Moment. Like I start I'll come up with a melody on my guitar and then I'll think of a vocal pattern and like I'll kind of get out just like what I'm feeling with words and I'll just write a song right there. So how do you think that's going to change or is it going to change when you start collaborating with other people? Like, I don't think that you and a room full of people <laughs> are going to write a song in 15 minutes. No, no. So I'm just curious. Well, like, you asked about the songs that I already wrote. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just curious, like, how, like, if you're going to be, like, well, I was just curious, like, how gonna that's going to affect you. Like, yeah. Ride. I don't know. Um, well, right now, I mean, I see myself continuing to write. Okay with uh like knowing that there's a band which is there which adds excitement to it like oh this could be like a really cool song not just me sure like maybe trying to play an instrument <laughs> yeah i think it'll be neat to like come up with an idea and like when you're it's not just you anymore so you're going to be thinking of all the other different possibilities yeah simultaneously i mean i see myself just writing a song and then like showing it to them and then being like oh it's cool i like that let's let's write stuff to it uh-huh or like that sucks like try again <laughs> we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see i don't know so um at first i guess i'm just like 
I'm really interested to talk to you about this transition from like solo artist to playing with a band because I kind of went through the same thing Mm -hmm. and it was like super awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I feel kind of connected with you on this. Yeah. Um, So like, do you remember like the, maybe it hasn't happened yet. I would hope it has. What? But like the first time you were like playing with full band Mm -hmm. and it just like clicked like, holy shit, this is happening and this is fucking awesome. The moment we like practiced for the first time. That was a really incredible feeling and moment. I was just like, yeah, yeah, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is nice. This fits. Um, Just because we seemed all on the same page and they were so open and they just knew it sounded good and what they brought really brought everything together. And it was magical. (laughs) (laughs) On the... Other half of you musically outside of guitar, you are also a singer. Yeah. So did you have any, like, experience with singing prior to playing guitar? Or did you learn to sing, like, as you were playing guitar? I I asked – I had to ask my mom about this one because I, I don't remember ever, like, <laughs> okay. learning to sing. Yeah. Apparently it's just, like, something I've always done. Just, like, I don't even realize it. People – that I've lived with or like, do you realize you sing like all the time? <laughs> like while you're making food, you're just like singing. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I don't even realize I'm doing it. I just sing. And I guess I've always been like that even when I was a kid. And I think, you know, dating back to when I said I love the Spice Girls, I'd sang along to that album repeatedly. Uh, maybe that helped. <laughs> Sure. (laughs) And then when I fell in love with the Cranberries, like that was a whole other style. And I actually, um, I've been just, it's been described as like a chameleon voice. Like I can kind of mock other people's singing patterns and through growing up and falling in love with music, if I'm singing along to something, like I'm kind of singing it as I'm listening to it and kind of, I guess, developed my own style and my own sense for it and my own writing mm-hmm. I don't know it, it's I used to really like writing poetry and I guess loving to sing loving to write poetry loving to play music it just kind of came together as like I'm gonna yeah, take those it all, words and it like, all makes sense totally yeah, I don't know I feel that when I was I feel young, like I don't have good answers for like when did you learn to sing like when did you fall because I don't remember those exact moments it's just kind of evolved there's no such thing as a good or bad answer. It's just your answer. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Just like I don't remember those moments. It, it was never like this big thing like, oh, I can sing or oh, I want to sing. But the thing is though for me, again, as an outsider, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Because I feel like you have a – I mean I've seen you play twice. I feel like you have a super wide, strong vocal range. And from somebody who isn't classically trained, it obviously makes sense that you just grew up listening to music and singing along with it and just like yeah, unintentionally trained yourself to yeah. have like good pitch and key and that understanding of what it, you're doing. Because I've just like loved to sing my entire life, I guess, whenever I'm listening to. Yeah. If you start doing something, I think that, you know, if you start doing something when you're young and if you keep it in habit, it just, it makes sense. You know, I think. You can do it. Honestly, the Cranberries was my moment. If I had to pick, like, music that I really fell in love with vocally, mm-hmm. it was 
listening to the Cranberries. Yeah, I just recently picked up uh, a copy of the uh, their PJ big Harvey. album. <laughs> yeah, I I've I have some PJ Harvey records, but I just recently picked up. Uh, I was listening to some Cranberries recently, um, and I hadn't listened to it since I was a kid because I was like, okay, well. I was 10 years old or whatever, and Zombie came out, and it was a cool song. Yeah. And I remember when I was 10 years old, I liked Zombie. I didn't understand the rest of that album, you know? But yeah. so, but like, I, I've, I got a copy of it again recently and listened to it, and I was like, holy shit. Like, it's powerful. Is, yeah. Really, really interesting, cool vocal stuff on that album. It's like pretty much the only interesting thing to me about a lot of that album. If you like the cranberries, that's totally fine. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, um, it the but with a band like that and what you're doing, you know, that's it's really important. The vocal presence yeah. in the mix is super important. That's the most fun part, just like hitting random notes. So, like, I, I guess wish I could just form a band where I don't have to sing lyrics. <laughs> I could just like go vocally crazy and have fun with okay. vocals. We can talk about that later. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> but um, no, I think that also, and again, this kind of goes back into what you were saying before about how you would like do more like poppy fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Would you still want to play guitar and no. that type of stuff? You just want to like. No way. So you're more interested in singing Maybe than playing guitar. guitar. Oh, yeah. Just writing. Okay. Like I think my dream job would honestly be writing for other people. Why other people? Uh, Do you have like a thing with like, are you not a fan of the spotlight? Uh, I don't know. It's not really on me yet. I think I'm pretty shy about it, probably. I'm like a shy person. I don't know. Can you tell? A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but um, yeah, I just, I think it's a good career, honestly. Like, Oh, totally. And it, it'd be something that I enjoy and... People need others to write for them. Oh, yeah. Well, there, you know, so. there's so many artists that are still like relevant artists. That I'd still like to write, write a write really like poppy, like happy song that isn't just like utter garbage. It would be like good and it could be well received, but it, the lyrics wouldn't like suck and be vapid and terrible. Have you ever written anything like that that you oh, yeah. just had to like? It's just sitting around. Yeah. I just haven't really looked into like, okay, how do you even go about trying to get people to buy your music? It's something that I want to look into. We'll save that too. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I have, from what I understand and how that world works, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of, uh, actually, I don't, I don't know too much. I'm not going to get okay. into I, 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 t- I t- <laughs> I'm not going to talk for a half hour about this, but, uh, I like got like recently I like got suckered into this huge thing about like K-pop and American artists that write music for Korean artists who want to have a more Western sound and like about that whole world and how it works. And it made my head hurt. But, uh, there's totally, there's totally jobs out there for writing songs for people. (laughs) And while you no, I don't necessarily like, I'm not seeking the spotlight, but these are songs that are so personal that I feel like I should be the one presenting them, like, because I can sing them with feeling and I can relive it when I'm, like, performing it. Yeah. And it should be heard, like, through me 
Then do it's it. It's not something I would like want someone else to sing, even though I'd want to hear that. Like, I'd want, I'd rather do it. And so, um, we're gonna see where it goes, like with a band. Yeah, totally. I feel, you know, it's important to you know analyze your strengths and weaknesses as a person and yeah. as an artist. And I know that like I'm a much stronger producer than I am a musician or an MC or whatever the fuck I am. Um, and I feel that if I were to like enter the the market just as like a, a beat maker, producer, making records for people, I'd probably have a much better chance because I mean like fuck, 31 years old, I'm half bald, I look kind of weird, I'm white. No, nobody gives a shit about me, but I could still make a fucking hell of a track. Like I'm fully convinced I hell could do yeah. that. So maybe I'd be better off doing that. But the stuff that I write is good and it's like my stuff. And like mm-hmm. I want to be the person that puts it out there. Yeah. So it's like hard to let that go. Yeah. They're your babies. Your little creations. It's super weird. But it's super cool. Yeah. Outside of singing, poetry, guitar, movies. Poetry. You know, other thing things that you're into that you mentioned. Yeah. Do you have any other interests? Just, you know, Rachel outside the musician. <laughs> what do you do? Of course. What do I, well, I like bartend to get by. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I actually enjoy it, like making like cocktails and stuff like that. Creating stuff, creating my own. Uh, well, I do that. I like to take pictures. Really into photography. I honestly, like I'm consumed by music right now. Like Totally work and music that's really what i'm doing right now uh-huh yeah do you um still watch any movies do you still go to the video store <laughs> the video stores exist yeah i go to the vhs <laughs> store like about once a month um no i really don't watch movies like like i used to go to the theater once a week like i it was a thing like five dollar movie night or something at like the waterfront and I would go and watch a movie once a week by myself. I didn't care. Um and yeah, I don't do that anymore. Cuz I'm like, like I should, a time I should thing? go home and like I should try to be creative. Yeah. That's that's where my head is right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. It's so hard for me to sit down for that long of a time and be like Yeah. It's like I have a hard enough time going to see my friends play. I'm like watching my friends play a set. It's like fuck, I should be at home working on something. What am yeah. I doing? I just, like, scattle out of there real quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good it's a good way to think, and it's also sometimes, I think, counterproductive. Because I think it's, I guess... You also can't force yourself. Yeah. Like, if you're not feeling it, so... And yeah. I also, like, sometimes take for granted the inspiration that I used to get from things like watching movies. Yeah. Like when I was, and a lot of to be honest, a lot of movies that are coming out are just shit. So I'm right, not fair like enough. <laughs> but there's jumping like a whole... to go see a lot of movies. Yeah, well, you don't have to like go but... out and see. I mean, there's a whole world of movies yet to be discovered. Oh, I know. You know, I, it blows my mind at work because I'm always sifting through old records. Um, the amount of old music that I have found since I've been working there, you know, stuff that's been around since the 70s eight like my entire life that i've been alive this has existed and i'm just finding it now blows my mind yeah so it's uh it also makes me 
more and more aware of like how completely unoriginal so much stuff is even if we think it is coming from like a genuinely original place there's still so much stuff that's like already been done yeah do you find yourself struggling with like originality or is that not really something you're so con- super concerned with? Some artists are like, I want to be myself. No. <laughs> I think that that probably that probably like lines up a lot with like you not really being like a spotlight type person. I think. Yeah, I That's feel. Probably, yeah. I don't think about like, is this original? Because it is original. Like it's me. <laughs> like these are. It's like a diary kind of. Uh huh. When you're when I write, so it feels original. Yeah. Um, And it's like pieces of everything that inspires me as far as like the way it sounds. And I'm okay with that because everything stems from something that you've heard. So. Yeah. Everything is a, everything is super recycled. It's just interesting. You know, I've had some people in here whose names I will just leave out. Not that they're going to listen to it anyways, but people who are like, incredibly just like fake for lack of a better word you know like (laughs) i had somebody in here i was like so like like you know like what's like some of your like what's like one of your influences you know and then they named like a certain artist like oh okay and it's like okay so like when you got into music like what did you want to do and they were pretty much just like oh i wanted to make music like that yeah and like that was it and that was like 10 minutes into our conversation, I just kind of wanted to end it. Like, I have like, what am I supposed to talk to you about after this? Like, you're just like somebody, it's like, I don't want to take, they're talented. Like they're a good quote musician. They are making good things and doing cool stuff. Actually doing really cool stuff. Like they're not even in Pittsburgh anymore doing cool stuff. And, but it still like kills me to think that it all came from this. Like, Oh, like I don't have an original thought. I just want to emulate this. And that's genuinely what I want to do. So I guess they did follow their genuine passion. But mm-hmm. their genuine passion was to just mirror something else that was already successful. And it, uh, I don't know, kind of makes me barf in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> well, good luck to them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Where do you... Um, so, like, what's the game plan now? I guess you're just writing songs. I know you Trying were to. recording. You did record. Did you record already? Uh, or are you we recording? S- we started recording. Okay. Uh, yeah. I remember hearing something about that from Buddy, who's still sitting over there. Shout outs. Uh, yeah, we actually, for my birthday this year, I decided I wanted to be in the studio and just, like, not celebrate. Okay. Just, like, that sounds like a celebration. Give myself music, so... Went into the studio February 4th and 5th, and we're going to go back in early March and finish it up because we just didn't have enough time. And mm-hmm. It always takes longer than yeah, you think it's going to. Yeah, and I didn't know to. that. I had never, like, gone to a studio with expectations, like, oh, this is going to be, like, easy peasy. We're going to record. Like, this is what I want. But once we got in there, I was like, oh, this is taking a while. <laughs> so book, booked a couple more days to finish up. And then 
you have any? And we're gonna release that shit mm. <laughs> <laughs> and play some shows. And play some shows and, and uh, maybe figure out some merch stuff. That'll be fun. Um, yeah. How do you feel about record, like records, like doing, like CDs or should I put it? on cassette what do you think i should do that's a hard question <laughs> um you know it really depends on you have to know your market and if you don't quite have a market yet or if you're just starting to get to shows it's kind of it's hard to say but one thing you can look at is your peers what are the people in your market also doing and what is your market yeah, who are you yeah, playing shows with do the other bands you're playing shows with have merch? What kind of merch do they have? Is it selling? Yada, yada, yada. Which, for some reason, I feel like could be a little bit harder for somebody in a position that you're in versus being in a metal band where, like, merch is, like, a huge... Like, it's a part of the culture is the merch. Like, you go to the Buy metal show. Buy with Satan on it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but for, like, a singer-songwriter, it's like, I don't know what the merch game is like for a singer-songwriter. You know? Do singer-songwriters have T-shirts? Yeah, Do maybe you... I should just, like, have a T-shirt of me crying on it. With, like, some birds around my head or something. <laughs> You know, what do you do? It, it's hard to say. You know, I feel like that's kind of a an issue that I've honestly observed with. Um, I'm just going to I don't want to like I'm not trying to pigeonhole you into like the indie rock category. But I'm just going to say like singer songwriter. You you're kind of indie. It's rock. You know, you're in that that realm, you know, indie rock alternative singer songwriter, you know, like but that whole realm of bands, their merch game has always been kind of like non-existent in my eyes if i go to a show like that friends that i have that are in bands like that bands that i listen to big bands i go to shows their merch game sucks but i'm getting a little bit too deep into this question so i'll pull it back tape versus cds listen if you have a little bit of money do do everything you can just do it. Yeah, just release it in all forms. Cassettes are super cheap. CDs are super cheap. You can go I digital wasn't even super totally cheap. I totally serious about cassettes. Is that a thing? Do people? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, you could totally do it, and it's cheap, and it's yeah. cute. It's cute. I have tapes. I like cute. You could do. You could do. It's. You can get like tapes made. With like the insert and the case completely duplicated. Yes. Everything for like under three bucks a tape you know so and i probably you... wouldn't sell more than three so that'd be really cheap <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's all kinds of stuff you could do um i think it's just it's trial by fire if you don't know if you don't have any like examples to go off of like no mm -hmm. you can't you don't know what your peers are doing because they're not doing anything try everything and then see what works yeah. Be prepared to lose a little bit of money, but it's not going to be that much money. Yeah. It's be a little bit. It'll be okay. Yeah. You'll sell it off. It'll be fun to, like, figure out, like, what we're going to do merch. Well, we'll do something. It's not going to be, like, crazy, but it should be. It's super important, I think, for every band. I think 
to do it. well thought out. Oh, totally. Not just like, okay, let's do pens and like, I don't know, notebooks. What do people do? (laughs) Notebooks. (laughs) You could do, you could do buttons, t-shirts, you know, CDs, obviously, cassettes, if you Uh want. Yeah. Coffee mugs. (laughs) Just kidding. Try everything. Try everything, yeah. Do trucker hats. Sneakers. (laughs) Yeah, sneakers. You could do like like light up sneakers. Oh yeah. That should probably be for when you put out the party album though. Yeah, save that for the party album. Uh Uh-huh. Now if you were going the remix. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You could do that. If this is probably like I'm sure I well, I'll ask you anyways. Okay, I'm scared. Nah, it's just going <laughs> back to like the uh, the the pop side, electronic side. Okay. If you were to ever like release music in that realm, would you still want oh, it to I be? Do? When you do. <laughs> when you do, yes. Would you still want it to be Rachel Lynn or would you have like a moniker? I don't know. I'd probably have like a... Like Have you ever thought about it, this? I'd probably call it the Rex Manning Fan Club or something. Okay. <laughs> I'd probably give it some like silly name. I don't think it'd be Rachel Lynn. In like in those songs, it'd be like a secret project. Oh, like incognito. Yeah. Like okay. Now, if you were to like, in that like kind of realm of songwriting, would you still want to write like, like personal songs, or would you maybe like loosen up the subject matter into things that maybe you can't necessarily like, well, I guess you could write, you could write about whatever you want, but if you like were to dive into an electronic realm, you could write like songs about different things that maybe would translate better to that style of music. Have you ever thought about that? Like what you you would write about? Oh yeah. No, like it would be like, it would probably be more storytelling rather than like, Oh, this is this sad thing that happened to me. Okay. Like, it would probably be just like more, way more fictional and just fun. Is that something that I guess that probably caters to like a desire to want to do something like that? Is yeah. to maybe like not always be writing songs that are sad or something like that. Are all your songs sad? They they're don't really seem like not. they don't seem like they're sad they're to not. me. Like under southern skies couldn't be any happier. I feel like. That's a happy song. Um, Better Without Usually Happy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I can't think of any more, but they're there. Well, happiness is they're subjective, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm happy to sing them for you all. <laughs> no. Um, there's What's another happy one? well they're there no let's go that's happy that's a cute song yeah yep and there are more what's the next question (laughs) (laughs) the the body of material that you have. I mean, you mentioned one of the songs was eight years old. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, up until like how old is maybe like the newest song that you're playing as a band? Um, I'd say the last song that I wrote that we perform, I wrote in like August. Okay. So, and I wrote, I wrote two in August actually that I'm playing right now. Were you, was that one like, were talks of the band happening at that point? No, no, I hadn't started playing with Buddy or any of those guys yet. So this is like super fresh. It's so fresh. It's right out the kitchen. Yeah, but like, then we stopped even communicating for a while. Well, How did we even? When you when that actually started. I don't know, but like, thank goodness for Instagram because <laughs> we were able to stay in touch. That's how this band got formed. It's just through Snapchat. Really? Pretty much. That's how. I'm right. not even I friends. Know, I know that with the guitar player on Snapchat. That's how we started talking again, and then now we're here. Here we are. Okay, I know. I know. Buddy didn't want to be involved in this several, conversation. Several weird snaps later. But um, are. so like, I'm just curious. Did Buddy? Did you reach out? to rachel like hey you want a drummer or did like he kind of formed the band so he kind of should be in this conversation a little bit for sure like it wouldn't be anything without buddy there's a long history between you and i yeah um we met at an open mic i used to host an open mic at the beehive yeah that must have been six or seven years ago it wasn't seven i haven't been here that long but it was a while ago yeah, like, About I think it was that you just moved from, and... It was five years ago, because okay. I didn't start working at the Beehive, like, right when I moved here, but... So I saw you perform at the Beehive, and you were friends with my good friend, Brett Kunash. Who hasn't been to any of our shows yet. Hasn't been to any of our shows yet. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and Brett and I were in bands together, hardcore bands. Um, and then... I remember... Brett wanted to be in a band with you, and I wanted to be in that band, and it just never happened. And then we yeah. just lost touch for until recently. Yeah. So we didn't talk for, like, four years. <laughs> That's, like, because we got into relationships. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like when we met up for the first time and forever, we were just like, yeah, I just got out of a relationship, and, like, I'm ready to play music again. <laughs> um. Again, maybe you, because I've been playing mm. music. Sorry. Well, yeah. But, okay, so I don't know how I, I saw your face again in some sort of social media. And I was like, oh, I forgot that you were alive. Uh, and yeah. then I was like, oh, cool. I should I forgot I was, up. too. <laughs> <laughs> but then I remember, because I hit you up on either Snapchat or Instagram. I forget which one now. And then I went and said hello to you at the bowling alley. That's right. On rant. During rant. During rant. That was. And then, um, I mean, that must have been six, eight months ago. And then actually what really happened is we were talking like, yeah, we should do it. Cool. And I thought it was just going to be a thing where I was going to be like, yeah, cool. We'll see you later. But um, (laughs) yeah, sure. (laughs) And then you actually, uh, I think Heather Donovan asked you Mm -hmm. if you wanted to play a show. Yeah. And I, I asked you, I was like, should I do it? 
this is before we had a band, so I think it was a month away. And she's like, if we're going to do this, then we got the show. And I was like, yes, fucking book it. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, And it forced us to form a band. Yeah, so that <laughs> week, I got the band together, I scheduled four practices. And we had we had four practices a week before the show. Like, And then that was it. So I called up Brandon Lehman, who's awesome, and Justin Campbell, who was also in Sykes with Brandon and I. And also awesome. Also awesome. And, uh... <laughs> That was it. It was, and she wanted to call the band the last minute band, which I didn't really like. But it, no, it was for that show because it was a total last minute band. It was yeah. terrifying. Yeah, you were really scared. <laughs> I, I was okay. Three practices. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Why weren't you scared? I don't know. Well, because remember- you weren't like. I'm not in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was that was the first time I'd met you was before you played that show, and you you seemed very. Tense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me? But, um... Wait, when did you meet me? After that show, right? Or at, at the show? Before at the I show. Played. I might... I think I might have, like, said hi to you. Oh, yeah, you were sitting you. at the table. Yeah, just And like, I just kind of hey. got there and, like, put my hands in my lap and, like, <laughs> sipped whiskey, like... I didn't know if you were actually going to show up. It <laughs> 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 was, like, 20 minutes before we went on. He was, like, texting me. I was like, I don't want to talk. I'm not ready to talk. Just leave me alone. <laughs> just these quiet No, time. I think that, um... Whenever, but no, whenever I met you, I, I, I kind of, I know that I, I, I know the zone that you were in. Cause I feel yeah. like I get in it too. And I was just like, all right, I get it. So, but then like, it seemed like you really opened up when you were playing. It seemed like you were just like, yeah, it's weird how getting, that happened. Like really like in it. And I was like, like, wow, I'm, this is awesome. I mean, once you're up there, you can't be nervous. You can't like screw it up. Yeah. You have to. Give it your all, because people are freaking watching you. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I want this to be good. Like, it's mine. Yeah, you kind of jump in. Yeah, jump I get in that mindset, yeah. I think. I kind of, everyone in the audience isn't naked or anything, but mm-hmm. I just, I get I try to just get into what I feel when I've I wrote been, it. Like, I, I wasn't necessarily nervous for that show, but I've been there before. Where, like, you just have to, you have to jump off the cliff and just, like, yeah. hope you don't die. I was shaking. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Someone was like, I thought that was just part of the act. I was like, what? what no, was? that was me being terrified. <laughs> 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 I didn't think about it that much. But the second show, we've only played two shows. The second show seemed uh, a lot better. Well, yeah, because instead of three practices... <laughs> There were like eight mm-hmm. total. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just remember the worst moment of that first show. It was sound check. Like they didn't. We didn't really talk about anything. They. Well, I didn't know what sound check was. <laughs> I just knew. <laughs> I just knew it was like you get up there and you make I sure that everything sounds tight. Unfair, but I'll, like I remember. I'm just we, looking at everyone like. What does that mean? What am I supposed to do yeah, right now? Can we sorry. turn this light off? Like, yeah. that's shining in my eye. And I thought the sound guy was just messing with me. He was like, yeah. no, no, we can't. And I'm like, stop being silly. Like, no, seriously, like, it's blinding me. I should probably state publicly that I, I am sorry sometimes that I don't understand that you don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like sometimes Apology like, oh, accepted publicly. And, like, sometimes you 
I feel like you don't want to ask what that is. You know? <laughs> Wait, what? Like when, it, like for example, it's like, oh, we're just gonna do a quick line check, and you're like, line check. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that's right. I'm sorry. It's uh, just it's this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, line check. Yeah. But you're, you're learning. I am learning. That's the fun part about it. This mm-hmm. is all new. So like. Not new. I mean, you've been performing a long time. It's just this silly jargon. Yeah, but it's always just been like, okay, plug in your guitar and start singing. It's never been like... It's still kind of that, but like there's just... I I would say... But now I have to make sure that my sound is like good with other... There's terms I don't know yet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... This is like a... I can't believe I didn't even think to ask this question, but I think I guess I kind of already knew the answer. You really hadn't played with other musicians before this. Well, yeah, kind of. Kind of? Like in other bands Um, or something? No. I had a really close friend uh, when I lived in Georgia, and we wrote songs together. Okay. And we played, like, an acoustic show together. Oh, but it was still, like, two guitars. But it was, like, like, two guitars and two microphones. played with, like, a drummer and, like, a whole... Okay. No. Yeah. No. This is all new. Was it something that before, like, Buddy had reached out to you? Is it something that you had thought about ever? Oh, hell yeah. Who doesn't want a band? Yeah, we've always talked about it, but yeah. it's unfortunately Just hard to find the pieces. Like, yeah. Or maybe even the motivation. Sure. Well, it's. It's hard to get a group of people together. Yeah, to do that. I think it's and getting... so many people are already invested in yeah. so not yeah. only one project, but like everyone's trying to, you right. know, do what I want to do. Just mm-hmm. yeah, follow your dream. I think I was in this. I was in the same boat for a long time. I would play shows solo, and I always wanted a band. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people would talk to me after shows and be like, "Oh, like it'd be so cool if you had like a live band." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." I've been through so yeah so much like bullshit talk just like small yeah. talk just like yeah we should start a band yeah. we should do and a product together and then it's like okay call me and then just yeah. nothing yeah. ever. I don't want to be that guy because yeah. I know that you've had that conversation with people before and I don't I like that conversation. Like, it actually happened. Well, that yeah. was yeah that's kind of what I went through was like you small know small talk is the worst. It's like let's be real. Like do you have time? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you yeah, have that, time? Yeah, there was uh, somebody like I was always like whatever whatever and then. Somebody that I knew who was playing drums was like, hey, like if you ever want somebody to play drums for you, I'll do it. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then like they started pestering me, <laughs> like straight pest. Like, hey, like I want to play drums. Let me play drums. I'm playing drums. Was I you Joey? it was Joey. Oh man. He was like, Oh, we live in the same neighborhood, I'm coming over. Like very much like Joey's the drummer. Stalker. And then <laughs> he came over and started doing it. And then like at that point. I had like just acquired a DJ, so I was like, okay, why well, have a DJ and a drummer? And then uh, yeah. I lived with someone who was playing guitar mm-hmm. and got him into it, and then it was like the start of it. And then like we happened to play a show with like Justin's old band. He's like, you guys don't have a bass player. You want you want a bass player? I was like, okay. <laughs> and then that was it. But it does take that like initial like tester. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. You know, I've I've had so many things where like a project will fall through. I mean, even between you and I, like you know, we were gonna do a project and then you know, it it just falls through probably seventy five percent of the time. But like, unless one party is just like pestering somebody, and getting that 
first kind of meet together and like you know that first show it's hard to do but you did it and i'm glad (laughs) because i really like it you're good at what you do as i point at you (laughs) rachel thanks buddy you're good too i like you both do you remember (laughs) we we were gonna start doing something at some point you went to that studio in homestead oh, do, do you remember, remember that? that you know what's funny i have a picture of that in my phone I have a oh yeah you sent it to me recently like i don't know okay at one time yeah we went to this, <laughs> it was real weird this i totally forgot about this like five years ago we went to this studio in homestead <laughs> it was real creepy. it was that guy it was super creepy uh, should was i a, say his name no i don't, don't want to say his name but it was super late, like 2 a.m. I think we took the bus, and then he drove me home at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And mm-hmm. I've never been more scared in my life. <laughs> I actually had a similar scared moment. Like, this isn't the way to my house. <laughs> Where are you going? God. Yeah, so we like did 911 uh, ready. Then. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, I'm glad it's happening now. Yeah, I'm glad that I didn't end up recording with that person. Me too. Yeah, me too. He's one of those guys who like would just name drop everything and everyone. I think he said he worked with like Rush or some shit. I was like, yeah, right, dude. Well, unfortunately, just being like alone and having like being approached by producers or whatever, um, and you kind of have to make your own decisions as far as like, should I work with this person? Should I trust this person? And luckily, like, I mean, I'm smart enough to know that the contract he presented to me was just like nothing I should touch and he kind of got mad which is a weird reaction to just like get mad because someone's not interested in working with you that means like you're a total jerk yeah that means no and um but as a that's the cool part like playing with other people is you know you can actually discuss things Mm -hmm. with people and you have things to talk about. You don't have to just make every decision on your own. It's really hard to do all of this stuff on your own, especially when you get into, like, the necessary business aspects. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, no matter what, if you're going to be a performing musician, you have to deal with business on a minimal level. Yeah. And uh, it's not fun for everyone, but it always helps to have, like, a team of people to, like, collaborate with and brainstorm with and throw out ideas yeah you know if you're trying to write your like if you're trying to create your art you know you want to focus on that you want that to be good you don't want to get sucked up in all this other stuff so it helps to have other people to be like what do you think of this Mm -hmm. i've made some really bad decisions (laughs) which is why i'm I am. That's why. That's why I am where I am. It's because of awful decisions. But I'm getting better. I'm getting better. One road leads to another, right? Mm-hmm. Once there's a dead end, every turn around. Every journey begins like with a that. footstep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you have a show coming up. Is there shows? Anything that we should talk about? Nothing booked right now. Nothing. They play a show, Black Forge oh, Coffee. Funny. I hope. The guys remember. I don't but. know if it's going to be out on time, but I think we're going to do something at Black Forge on March 2nd. That's coming up super quick. Oh, it is, isn't it? It might not happen. This will be out before then. It'll be out before then. Oh, cool. 
Well, then we might be at Black Forge. Yeah, but yeah. Shout outs to Nick and Ashley, homies. Yeah, and that's Black Forge. With, um, with, uh, South Condola. South Condola. I like them. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we, our record will be out. Five songs. Um, they'll be done next month. And we're going to see what the world thinks of them. Yeah. See where that takes us. Sounds good. If you need a remix, hit me up. I wanted to say that so bad. And we're done. Sitting here, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, there's so much to do remix. I was like, yeah, remix like whatever you want. Oh, totally. I would Go love ahead. to. That'd be so cool. One hundred percent. Like better without you could probably make a sick remix. You would kill it. It'll happen. Or if you ever want to like sample, one. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's. Yeah. Actually, Rachel's doing something really cool that you didn't mention. What did I? Um, what am I you're doing? You're gonna be doing a commercial. Ah, that's not like set in stone, though. I think it is. Yeah, I don't know. This um, I don't know if I should even like. Well, then don't. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, no, I'm currently like working on a cover of the Mister Rogers theme song. Oh, holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, for uh, someone. Yep. And for, okay. Uh, it's gonna be like cool. I That's awesome. Get more details that I'm like not. Yeah, no, no. Details. Okay, well, put yeah. it this way. But it, it's it's going to be cool. Lots to look forward to. Yeah. Which yeah. is good. It's all. It's all new and it's it's all happening. I like it. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming over. Thanks for having me. Totally. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime you want to come over and you know. I hate shoot that it's ending right hour. as I get comfortable. Huh? Said <laughs> so I hate that it's ending right when I start to feel comfortable. That's how it usually happens. I know. And you know what's even more common is whenever I stop, and I end up talking with somebody for like 45 minutes. It's like a really good conversation. It's just not recorded. Well, you should just start recording all of your conversations. Well, there's something that's, I think, nice about what isn't shared with the world. That's true. Everybody has to know everything. That's very true. There was a time before social media and a time where, you know, people had personal experiences with each other. I remember that. That weren't, you know all over the place you're so wise so let's just get back to that let's just stop <laughs> this now and we'll we'll connect as human beings outside of the internet but thank you for coming over yeah and we are donezo cool. shout outs to buddy sorry for talking so much i tried not to yeah you're okay. okay it was necessary and we are done And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Rachel is awesome. It was been really great getting to meet her and getting to experience her music. She's awesome. I, I really can't say anything else. And Buddy, you know, a little, little surprise appearance from my man, Buddy. And always good to talk to him. And yeah, be sure to check out Rachel's music online. I'll attach some links. Be sure to go to a show if you can. Uh, Amazing live performer. I know. I think I said that during the conversation, but truly, truly gifted. So you should really experience it if you get the chance. And I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 
2016. Nope. My name is Sykes. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2017. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.